Late last year, a short documentary came out on the spin-off about a huge cache of toxic ammonia waste dumped in the Matoda paper mill. The film clearly relied on extensive research and connection to the local community. Watching it, you'd assume director Nadine Maxwell's decision to make the doco was prompted by that research or the people she interviewed. Instead, the spark came from somewhere quite different. Well, yeah, I, I actually grew up in, in Southland. I spent all my my schooling years in, in Invercargill, but I wasn't actually aware of toxic waste in the mill until about two years ago when I went to a, um, a Don McGlashan concert and had a guy called Anthony Tonin open yeah. for him. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, wonderful the Anthony Tonin who has been yeah. tirelessly spreading word about the Matata paper mill uh, yeah. <laughs> for the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So I went home from that concert and thought, what is the story? And then, you know, and then just kept on, on following that in the news. And I guess, as you know, as you'll be aware, it, it keeps on kind of coming up in the news cycle and, and going away. But it's been, it's been stored in the mill since 2014, so, you know, going on six years. That's Nadine Maxwell talking to RNZ's Jessie Mulligan about the origin of her film, The Paper Mill, Matoda's Toxic Waste Nightmare. Matoda Paper Mill is an Anthony Tonin's only song touching on local issues which are normally the purview of journalists. While many of his peers are mining their breakups and existential crises for material, he spent the last decade writing about the housing crisis, the decline of regional rail, and the 1940 Canberra air disaster. He's also likely the only person shortlisted for a silver scroll for a song about irrigation in the Canterbury Plains. I started out our interview by asking him about that tune. Kia ora, Anthony. Welcome to Media Watch. Kia ora. Thank you for having me. The song of yours that first got me thinking about your work as journalism was Water Underground from the 2015 album Successor. Just first off, can you explain what that song is about? It was about the brilliant political manoeuvring that restructured environment Canterbury. I was actually working at BFM at the time, reading the news and writing the news in the mornings, and I saw that story unfold, and I could see the brilliance of it from a... um, you know, from the point of the view of the Minister for the Environment at the time, who was Nick Smith, I think his goal was to make sure that more uh, water was consented so that more, more dairy farms could be started in Canterbury. And the way that they communicated that story, they communicated it as a vague crisis, but it was also so complicated at the time that when it hit newsrooms, you looked at it and you were like, oh, this story, I can't really, I can't really communicate this story properly. I'm, I'm just going to put it at the back. And, and so I think a lot of people just had a sense that Canterbury's bureaucracy was in crisis, something needed to be done. Uh, and so they were able to sack uh, the elected council of environment Canterbury and, and then appoint commissioners instead. I mean, as an Aucklander, I really, I mean, I'm sorry to the Cantabrians out there, but it isn't a story that I would have on my radar or even know anything about by this stage. 
if it wasn't for the song. So is there a kind of a niche there? And should songwriters be mining the local papers a little bit more rather than just the depths of their own hearts? Um, I think that could end quite badly. Um, (laughs) There could be some quite bad songs that come out of that. I I mean, I know that songwriting has a lineage from the town crier sort of thing. And, you know, songwriting used to be um, the art of, you know, balladeers walking the the countryside um telling the news that's been happening in london or or, or whatever but um yeah I, I think when i when i wrote water underground i was quite interested in long-form journalism i was reading a lot of the new yorkers reporter at large and so i liked the idea of getting a more complex story into a song and and that that's that's a consistent interest for me is to try to get uh characters that aren't straight black and white in the into my songs you know um complicated characters that you that you kind of like and kind of hate and um I, I feel like maybe in the past we've we've felt like there's not enough space in a song to do that you mentioned matoda paper mill what's the story behind that song how did it come about it, it came about firstly through just a dramatic image i was in the back of a tour van uh, i was going to play a show with the chills and Invercargill and I was riding along with them and I had the back seat in the van and we took the um the bypass um on the on the motorway down to Invercargill and I don't know the van maybe was just going particularly slowly over that bridge and I just saw this incredible image it's like you know I think in western countries now the detritus of uh, of post-industrial um, factories and things, closed factories that all closed in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. They're almost like our pyramids, um, the way that they're starting to fall apart. And But but also just the you look at the Matoda paper mill, it's just this mammoth piece of engineering. And when I got home, for some reason, I wanted to write about it. So I just started researching. And what I found really, really shocked me. And it was quite fortunate considering I hadn't, been looking for a, I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't already know that it was full of toxic waste. So I just started um, re- reading online and reading some news pieces. And um, I realized there was this huge story there that wasn't really getting enough coverage. It was being covered, covered in the ODT at the time a little bit, but it, but it seemed to me a huge story that in a nation that is aggressively promoting a 100% pure New Zealand campaign. You know, this is something straight out of the 1990s TV show Captain Planet. It was full of actual toxic waste, which could create an ammonia gas cloud if there was a big enough flood. All things flow in their natural course To leave us with the liquidator But I am here, I couldn't help myself A neighbor drawn to watch the fire Who are we 
I certainly don't think that I would have been aware of that story necessarily had it not been put into song. And the song didn't just sort of bring attention to the story. It actually inspired other journalism in the form of Nadine Maxwell's documentary. Yeah, and that was great. And, you know, just like Water Underground as well, the song didn't make much of a big splash when it came out. I, I released it just before COVID and so it basically got completely wiped out but it seemed to grow and grow over time and and a few people heard it and did something about it and and a few few journalists seemed seemed to it helped to prompt people to do more I mean obviously also there was the there were the floods as well which meant that it started getting more attention I almost the, the song imagines that the worst case has happened and we were very lucky that that it didn't happen but gosh it really almost did and it was just kind of depressingly predictable Another... one of the other things about that song uh, that i tried to highlight you know there's a line in there um greater minds will always cross this bridge to give their promise to the council and greater minds will always incorporate so that no one can be held responsible and uh, I think the frustrating thing that I saw about the media coverage in that story is it wasn't really focusing on, we weren't really having a discussion about our laws in New Zealand, the way that we allow companies to um, incorporate in such a way, even though they might be a, a, a foreign company based in London or Bahrain, wherever it may be, um, we allow them to create this new sort of New Zealand company um, and then sort of deliberately bankrupt themselves when, whenever there's too much mess to clean up or whenever they lose their big contract. And I'm not sure we've dealt with that, even though we've now dealt with the toxic waste and the Matoda paper mill. What are the similarities between what you can do and what a journalist can do? And what are the differences? What can they do better than you and what can you do better than them? A, a journalist writes writes in words, and, and a journalist can go in, into detail and and can can really go into detail and can meander through a story and can, can attack it through through many different angles. What I can do in a song is I can put something into a song, and I can make it um, I I can make it travel in a different way. Um, the disadvantage for me is that I have to write the song in such a way that it's going to last. A, a piece of journalism um, can be extremely rooted in the present. It can be irrelevant next week, and that's not a failure for the journalist. For me, I have to try to boil the issue down to something very essential, and if not timeless, then at least rooted in the decade rather than rooted in that week and you know i i think that's what i try to do so i'm a song like matoda paper mill the toxic waste is now out of matoda paper mill the issue of limited liability companies and who gets the liability of the mess is something that's going to be with us for a long time i think and you can cheat you can go into emotions you can talk 
an interior monologue about something like the Bronwyn Puller affair with Nick Smith, or or you can talk about the motivations of the people involved in the Matoda paper mill saga in a way that maybe a journalist wouldn't be able to speculate on. Yeah, and I guess that's that's a lot like fiction. Um, fiction can can do this same thing um, and can have a journalistic aspect to it. I mean, I have an interesting balance with the, this sort of thing because there's nothing holding me to telling the truth or being factual. I, I could enter a sort of fantasy land or I can take the story to somewhere that takes it into the realms of fiction rather than journalism. But I do try to be quite principled when I'm writing a song based on research. So I have a song called um, Lockheed Bomber on this newest album, which is about Canberra the Air Canberra Disaster. Air Disaster. What will you see? What will you see when the plane comes down? You believe in God, but you really fear the ground. And I I tortured myself trying to write this song to be a great song, but also to at least not say any falsehoods um, in the song, to, to never make something up that wasn't that didn't have some rooting in fact to, to only really and when I take it into some somewhere fictional I do it by implication and, and the same the same with Matoda paper mill I, I I I tried not to say anything in there that I didn't have research to back up and I don't know why I do that I I but I just have an instinct that I should is it kind of like that ethical obligation that maybe a journalist feels as well to not go further than the facts will allow. Yeah, maybe. Although I'd I'd have to say that if the song compelled me to lie, I probably would. Uh, <laughs> the, the, and and at the end of the day, I'm a songwriter first and foremost, and I'll I'll do anything to make the song good. But but so far that with the with songs like Water Underground and with Matoda Paper Mill, um, or, or Lockheed Bomber they're all rooted in research and I kind of stick to the research as the, as the train tracks, the song has to, has to ride on. Hey, thank you so much for speaking to me, Anthony. Great pleasure. What will you see? What will you see when the plane comes down? You believe in God? 